Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. The first one to do it was Elv Elvis. <laughs> Who was it? Who was now, it? Elton. Elton John. That was cheeky now, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. The first one to do it was Elton John with Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Tammy Burns. Are you a big follower of the Billboard charts? I love the Billboard charts. What's number one? What's number two? What's number seven? I care everything under number seven. Have you heard the idea of a single or an album debuting at number one. Yes, I have. Yeah, the idea that it is released and the week after it is released, because Billboard's always a week late because something has to happen before they can chart it. Right. So it comes out and the very next week it becomes number one. Has that been something that has been happening basically from the beginning of the charts? I- I don't know. What do you think? Back in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, what is it, was it being done? I mean, were people no. debuting at number one? No, I don't think so. No, there, they there weren't. Were, there was too much uh, music. Oh, I don't know. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. I know what you're saying. There was too many too many people putting out too many songs, and it and was singles. And they were singles, all great. And they were all great and all of that. And, uh-huh. and music today stinks, and the music back then was yes, absolutely exactly. fantastic. Yes, exactly. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, see, you've, you've created the entire philosophy of it. But no, the very first single to debut at number one, here's a piece of trivia for you, was Michael Jackson's You Are Not Alone. Did I sound like Michael? No. Shark Day. Debut date September second, nineteen ninety five. Yes, nineteen ninety five. Really, it never happened in the eighties. It never happened in the seventies. And the answer is, yeah, it never happened in those decades. Okay, why? And that's a weird song. You Isn't are not it? alone. Yeah, I think why? it's because Michael Jackson was in that whirlwind of thriller and bad. Okay. So nothing. I mean, he could have come out like the Beatles. They could have come out with just themselves going, and it would have gone to number one. Gotcha. Everything's My, gold at that right. time. Michael Jackson was just the thing, and no matter what he did. However, Mariah Carey, September thirtieth, nineteen ninety-five, same month, comes out with Fantasy. Then November twenty. 25- 5th, 1995. Whitney Houston comes out with Shoop Shoop. That goes to number one straight out of the gate. Then you got Mariah Carey and Boys to Men in December, One Sweet Day. That goes to number one. Puff Daddy and Faith Evans, I'll Be Missing You, June 14th, 1997. Mariah Carey, Honey, September 13th, 1997. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? 
Why is it that we've had a chart since the 19th? Well, they they charted it long before. Right. But you're really worried about the, the Billboard Hot 100. What happened? What occurred so that September 2nd, 1995, but not the early 90s, not the 80s, not the 70s, not the 60s. How is it possible that an album or a single debuts at number one. That's what we're going to talk about today. I like it. I'm going to tell you each one of the songs. By the way, how many times do you think a single, not an album, a single has debuted at number one? How many times since it happened back in, what's what's the year, 1995? Since 95, how many times has it happened? Three. (laughs) I just named five. Five. Six. Six. It's happened 44 times. 44 times. That's it. From the beginning of it happening. And that's the point of the show. I'm going to talk to you about what these 44 songs are. I'm going to talk to you about albums that have charted at number one. And then, starting with the first break, what's going on? What happened that it was allowed to do it? And the reason I'm so concerned about it is this thing that happened that allowed to do it, Uh now we've got to change, which is going to allow it to happen more and more and more. And the problem is, if indeed every week something debuts at number one, yeah. you're going to start to lose chart credibility. Because all you have to do is something. I'll tell uh-uh. you about it. Something. Is that easy? And you're at number one. All right. Okay. Uh, number seven. I've told you all the way up to number six. Here's number seven. Elton John, Candle in the Wind in 1997. It debuted at number one October 11th. What happened? Well... I know the song is Candle in the Wind, but it isn't about Marilyn Monroe. If you remember, he re-recorded it because Goodbye English Rose. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was the death of Lady Diana. So it's not just that the song debuted at number one. If a song had something to do with what happened in the world, there was a darn good chance. But 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 why? What happened? We'll tell you about it in the first break. Right now, Elton John, Candle in the Wind on Rock School. Goodbye, England's rose May you ever grow in our hearts You were the grace that placed itself Where lives were torn apart You called out to our country And you whispered to those in pain Now you belong to heaven And the stars spell out your name And it seems to me you lived your life like a candle in the wind Never fading with the sun's Coming out of Candle in the Wind, Elton John, we're talking about songs. We're going to get into albums here in a bit, but songs that debuted at number one. That's only happened 44 times. Here's number eight, Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On, to which you, you're you going to start, if, if you're anything like me, you're going to start going, okay, what's happening in history 
that these songs are debuting at number one. There has to be something attached to it. Well, you can probably guess Titanic. Okay, is so out. a movie. Now we have a death and right. a movie. So Air- I don't see any connection between the two. Well, it's not that there's a connection between the songs. It's the idea of something happened that threw the song up the charts. Like number nine is Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing. Well, my guess is it was probably that Bruce Willis film where you, you know, you watched him and Ben Affleck land on an asteroid and save the Earth. That was September. Uh, Lauren Hill doo-wop that thing in November. Well, Lauren Hill went out on her own, mm-hmm. and it was expected that this young girl was going to fail because she couldn't make without her band. And and right. man, Clay Aiken is the next one. This is the night, June twenty eighth. Well, he he won. Yeah. He won whatever singing contest it was. No, he didn't. He was he took up. second. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the best thing to do. Yeah, the heavy set guy. I can see him in my head, but I can't tell yeah. you what his name is. He yep, actually yep, yep. won it. Uh, Good this catch. is the night. Fantasia, I believe, July tenth, twenty. And again, two thousand four. It, it it's the the show. Mm-hmm. The singing show. Carrie Underwood, Inside Your Heaven. No kidding. July 2nd, 2005. Taylor Hicks, Do I Make You Proud? July 1, 2006. Um, this one I can't explain real well. Britney Spears, Three. Do you even know the song by Britney Spears called Three? I don't. I don't either. It uh, October 24th, 2009. These songs all debuted at uh, number one. Uh, number 16, Eminem, Not Afraid, May 22nd, 2010. Kesha, We Are Who We Are. My guess is that's her second single after brushing her teeth with a bottle of Jack. <laughs> uh, then you got Britney Spears again, Hold It Against Me. Uh, number 19, Lady Gaga, Born This Way. Well, that's... There's no question about that one. Mm-hmm. That's the fact that her second album came out. Right. And we're just waiting. What in the world is she going to do? She All she had to do was create a halfway decent tune. Oh, and it was fabulous. Yep, all the way up. Uh, Katy Perry, part of me. Don't know. Uh, Bauer. Have you ever heard of B-A-A-U-E-R, Bauer? No. Harlem Shake, ladies and gentlemen, March 2nd, 2013. And then Taylor Swift, Shake It Off, Shake It Off. Do you remember when that song came out? Yeah. I wanted to kill someone if it would, if I could bring their very soul to the media and never play that song again. It's yeah. not that I disliked it the first half a million times I, I know. heard it. You know what you need to do about it, though, right, babe? What's that? Shake it off. Thank you. Justin Bieber, what do you mean? And the one we're going to play, because I want to I want to denote all of these to you. The one we're going to play, once again, Adele. This is the 24th time it happened, November 14th. 2015. Again, the debut single from another album by Adele. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, she's not that fantastic with men. And don't get upset with me. The demographics speak what they do. So she released this album and just kaboom. All she had to do was create a song that was halfway good. And she created a monster. So here you go. It's Adele and Hello on Rock School. Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to me to go over everything. They say the time's supposed to heal you, but I ain't done much healing. Hello, can you hear me? 
Out of Hello by Adele. You know what I miss? Hello. I miss Fat Adele. Really? I do. I don't like Adele thin. I miss She's Fat gorgeous. Adele. She's gorgeous either way. She, I, I'm telling you what, when she had that 1940s, 50s oh, haircut, yes. that little bob, wow, and she, she would she would perform in those Mad Men type dresses. I think she's more beautiful Whoa. with the weight on than the I weight off. I do too. I, like I liked it. it. I like Fat Drew Carey too. I, I don't like too. Skinny Drew Carey. I don't. The number 25 song to W, uh, W. I'm Where a disc jockey. Everything begins with W. WWW. Debut uh, a Zion. That's Pillow Talk. That was February 2016. Uh, Justin Timberlake can't stop the feeling. You can pretty much guess it. That was from the oh, what was it? Uh, the little tiny blue people. Smurfs. The Smurfs movie. Yeah, yeah. Ed Sheeran, The Shape of You. He came out with a new album. Mm-hmm. DJ Khaled. I'm the one. Drake. God's plan. Drake. Nice for what? There was a point there where Drake could literally do nothing wrong. Yes. Again, he could put out an album and go, and it would go to number one. Yeah, it would. Why? Because he's Drake. Uh, Number 31 song to debut at number one, Childish Gambino, This Is America. I'm assuming it's because the video was put out and it became a YouTube sensation. Mm -hmm. And furthermore, the video was created with all these different things that you could look up that denoted history. Right. I think that's what sent it to number one. Ariana Grande, thank you. Next, Ariana Grande, Seven Rings. Uh, again, it's a, it's a new a new album. And people who love her went ballistic. Jonas Brothers, Sucker. Travis Scott, highest in the room. We're in 2019 right now. Drake, again, the Tootsie Slide. Uh, the Scots, Travis Scott, and Kid Cootie. I have no idea who these Me people neither. are. Me neither. I thought we, they were your cousins. We are past my enjoyment of music. Uh, number 38, Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. Stuck with you back in 2020. I say back in 2020. In uh, the number 39 song to debut at number one. Notice right now, everything's debuting at number one. I'm, I'm going to look back. One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven songs have debuted at number one in 2020. To which you're saying, crazy. how is that possible? It isn't. It isn't. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. No. Let's see. Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, 6 9 and Nicki Minaj, Taylor Swift, Cardi B. That's that WAP song. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did a terrible thing. In one of my classes, I made the, the statement about WAP. And I'm not going to say what WAP stands for. You can go look that up yourself. Yeah. Um, but I said it, there's nothing much to it. I said it's it's your basic standard R&B beat, and it's two women talking as dirty as they possibly I've can. I've heard it. Yeah. I yeah. have, too. It's two women talking as dirty as they can, and it's something you don't hear a lot. There's a lot of refinement. You know, even in female rap, even in Cardi B's song, yeah, she'll curse once in a while, but it's never just 
just filthy to be filthy right pornography filthy Uh well these two people you know cardi b and megan the stallion decided to do this and that's i'm sure what took it uh to number one 43 bts dynamite and the last one to do it was done on october 10th 2020 that's travis scott a song called franchise have you ever heard about it no it's the number one song in the land to which you say how is it possible the number one song in the land, and I've never heard of it. It's it's how it's done. All right. It's how you can get. How is it done? To number one. All tell right? me, tell me. Yeah, we got to play something here. You gonna play that nasty yeah. one? No, of course not. Ooh, a lot of beep in uh, there. Huh? What do I like? What beep. haven't I heard? You want to hear uh, "Can't Stop the Feeling" by Justice Justin Timberlake, "Shape of You" or "Childish Gambino"? This is America. Oh, Justin like? Timberlake. Okay, and then a little dance song for you. Thank you. It's Justin Timberlake. We'll come back tell you how in the world this is even happening here on Rock School. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone I got that sunshine in my pocket Got that good soul in my feet I feel that hot blood in my body When it drops, ooh I can't take my eyes off of it Moving so phenomenally Come on, like the way we rock it So don't stop to the first break. All right, how is it possible? Now, look, we've got two levels of this, that that happened previous, close to previous, to 1995, and then as you get into 2019, you notice it's happening again and again and again. This idea of debuting at number one really isn't all that great a thing. Everyone's doing it. And in 2020, it's happening a lot, It's right? ridiculous. So, look, let's let's look at what happened in 1995. This was a little bit previous, obviously, because this thing had to happen. And then Michael Jackson was the first to benefit from it. It's sound scan. Okay, what's that? When you used to buy music, you older people out there, if you remember, it used to be that you would go to a record store, you'd give the person some money and walk out. That, that'd basically be it. Yes. But when you started buying music at big box stores, mm-hmm. Kmart and Walmart and all yeah. those different places, you pulled a CD or a record or a cassette across a little glass thing and it went boop and it held on to the fact that you purchased that item. This idea of sound scan, the thing that goes boop, was designed in 1989 by Mike Shallot and Mike Fine and was originally called Sound Data. Here's the idea. Previous to 1989, music sales were based on units shipped. So it's entirely possible that you could simply, if you were a record company, you could simply print a million of whatever you have and ship it. And the RIAA, the Record Industry of America, would denote it as gold or would denote it as platinum. Wow. However many you sent. Okay. And you say, that is stupid. That has never happened before. 
Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? It happened four times at the same time in 1978. Casablanca Records, who was run by a guy who, man, a, a lot of cocaine, he had Kiss. All the early Kiss albums came through Casablanca Records. Well, the four members in 1978, and if you're a Kiss fan, you remember this, each one of them created a solo album. Yeah, I do. The four albums had the four Kiss members on the front. Yes. And Casablanca shipped them platinum. Which means before a human being touched the record, each one of the members of KISS had a platinum album. Goodness. Now, the majority of the albums were sent back, but according to the RIAA, you dealt with records shipped. To which you say, well, why are they dealing with records shipped? Why aren't they dealing with records purchased? Because previous to SoundScan, there was really nothing in place to denote how many of what was being purchased. Right. To which you say, I'm lost. How did they create these charts previous? Previous to SoundScan, this boop when you would pull something across, what would happen is they would ask retail players, they would ask radio stations to simply report, what are you selling? Which made it extremely biased if you were a rock and roll record store and people came in and bought country music it was a whole lot better for you to remain rock and roll and and simply report the rock and roll so these people who ran radio stations these people who ran uh, record stores these major conglomerates had a tremendous i guess hand impact on what songs made it on the charts. Are you saying they lied? No, they didn't lie, but again, they it's not their job to hold... You know what? Some of them did. Because <laughs> it wasn't their job to hold on to exactly what was being sold. They simply reported what they assumed was the biggest one. And you look at me and you say, Joe, come on. You that's, say they that's assumed That's what I'm saying, and all Joe, that. come right. on. Here's the thing. Once you say that that's impossible, well, here you go. Once this idea of sound scan got in and major people were hanging on to it and it got sold to Billboard, this guy named Garth Brooks showed up. Yes, he did. Previous to sound scan, Garth Brooks was this mid-level country guy that was kind of okay. Right. But once there was a machine going boop and hanging on to it, Garth Brooks shot to the top of the chart. He's a hit. Why? Because now we're honest to goodness, number of CDs, number of records, number of cassettes that pull across this area where you pay for it. Yes. Hmm? Oh my God. When we get back, we'll talk further about what SoundScan did. But first of all, who's listening to us on the Rock School Radio Show? K-W-I-T-K-O-J-I, Sioux City, Iowa. Superb. Back in a minute here on Rock School. K 
Okay, coming out of the break, let's do just a little bit more of what SoundScan did to music, to which you say, how is it that SoundScan actually made these songs number one? Well, it was because there was a rush to purchase the song, and through SoundScan, they were able to pick up that rush. Mm -hmm. When it was just simply reported, they wouldn't pick up the rush. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. They're picking up beeps. Says here the first Billboard Hot 100 number one via this sound scan was set adrift on memory bliss by PM Dawn. Huh? That would have never happened previously. Why? It's a rap song. It's a rap song. We sell rock and roll, man. That's right. That's right. The thing about it is, in the same way when when rock and roll got started with Alan Freed, Mm -hmm. a lot of people were trying to, you know, have radio stations play the whitewashed songs. Don't, Don't play Little Richard. Play Pat Boone. But the thing is, the kids weren't buying Pat Boone. They were buying Little Richard. Yes, they were. And once you had a disc jockey that stepped out and broke the rules, Alan Freed, my radio hero... You now had a representation of what was really happening in the world. And that's what we got here. SoundScan collects data from 14,000 outlets in the U.S., Canada, U.K., and Japan. However, since not every outlet used them at first, the companies had no idea what was going on, and they would wait, W-E-I-G-H-T, to larger sellers. So if you got a little tiny place in Hammond selling records and yeah. a place that's that's like like Walmart, yes. Walmart got much more weight. Yes, Duh. they did. SoundScan, many believe, is also the reason Alternative took off because nobody had ideas what Alternative was. However, there was a big section of the country that was buying it. And once it gets reported, other people sort of looked around and went, what is this? Let's so go see what Walmart this is. Walmart really has a lot to, had a lot to do with who I, was big at the time. I say Walmart, but it was also Kmart. It was also I know, Sears. But more people were going to Walmart with the big, well, you know, the majors. Big, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks was, you know, crossing over. Well, he was one of the first people to really benefit from this because no one was going to admit that they were selling albums for this country guy Garth. Who who calls our kid Garth? <laughs> Garth Brooks, but when emotion was taken out yeah. of it and it was nothing but boop going across the little that's, crossing red lights. That's money, baby. Yeah, it didn't care. It told you exactly what people bought. So there wow. you go. Got to play another song. Uh, we did Aerosmith early, early, early on. One of the uh, early songs to debut at number one. Don't want to miss a thing. Here you go on Rock School. I could stay awake just to hear. Watch you smile while you are sleeping While you're far away and dreaming I could spend my life in this sweet surrender I could stay lost in this moment forever Every moment spent with you is a moment I treasure Oh, we are 
so magnificently behind on time. Welcome to the bottom of the hour. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Okay, let's do seven days, 70 seconds, and then what we'll do is we'll come back and we'll talk about this idea of albums debuting at number one. And when we get to the second break, we'll talk about the idea of why it's happening so much more consistently today. These are the rock and roll dates, November 2nd through November 8th. Tammy's got Monday. Read it. November 2nd, 1998, Atlantic Records tried Instaved, an internet-based video site, but it fails. Users simply didn't have the speed or the time to wait. It was buffered out of existence. November 3rd, 1973, before the moonwalk, Michael Jackson did the robots on Soul Train and started a new dance craze. November 4th, 1978, believe it or not, Boston plays Boston for the first time. It was a sold-out show from the Garden. Yep, November 5, 1971, after playing Met Hall in Minnesota, announcer Al Dorbian tells the crowd, Elvis has left yeah, the he did. building. And it became his trademark exit from concerts. November 6, 1965, legendary promoter Bill Graham puts on his first show, the San Francisco Mime Troupe Benefit Star at Jefferson Airplane. November 7, 1969, Paul McCartney is shown on the cover of Life magazine with the headline, Paul is Still With Us. That's a play on the Paul is Dead rumor. And then finally, November 8, 1977, Susie Quattro makes her first appearance on Happy Days as Leather Tuscadero. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, it's not just singles. It's albums that are debuting at number one. The first one to do it was Elv- Elvis. <laughs> Who was it? Who was now, it? Elton, ladies Elton and John. gentlemen. That was cheeky, now wasn't it? Yeah, it was. The first one to do it was Elton John with Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy. However, the same year... Elton John did it again with the album Rock of the Westies. That was the first albums to debut at number one and the first albums to debut back to back. To which you say, now wait a minute, what's going on that this happened back in 1975, whereas the singles didn't happen until 1995? It's because Billboard magazine kept far better track of the records, the albums, than they did the singles. The records were done on albums shipped. Yes. So remember, if if you're dealing with Elton John in the 1970s, there yeah. was a, there was a point at which Elton John literally owned two percent of all records sold. Oh my goodness! Meaning, if a hundred records sold, two of them were Elton John records. Woo! So if you're the company that is representing Elton John, you don't send out a hundred thousand records. You send out two million. My goodness! Because you know they're gonna sell. And that's the reason he went to number one. It was based on records shipped, not records sold. It's Elton John here on Rock School. When I think of those East End lights, muggy nights, the curtains drawn in the little room downstairs. Prima Donna Lord, you really should have been there. Sitting like a princess perched in her electric chair And just one more beer And I don't hear you 
Okay, coming into the second break, and we are way late in the hour, so I have to do this quickly. Whitney Houston's second album, Whitney, was the first album by a female artist to debut at number one. Skid Row's Slave to the Grind was the first heavy metal album to debut at number one. And again, it had to do with shipping. Now, here is the most number one studio albums by a group. Eminem has had 10 that debuted at number one. Kanye West has had nine. Dave Matthews Band has had seven, as has Taylor Swift. Beyonce, Metallica, and Disturbed have all had six. Drake, Justin Bieber, Madonna, and U2 have all had five. Again, albums shipped, not albums sold. Okay, so why is it getting so much easier in this new frontier, if you will. Well, we'll tell you that when we come back because we're out of time. We're running out of time. We're going to come back for one break and be done with it. Who's listening to us? KRFY, Sandpoint, Idaho. Fantastic. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, into the last break, and we've only mentioned Garth Brooks about 40 times, so we'll end on a Garth Brooks song. Okay, so why is it becoming more and more and more that these songs are debuting at number one and that albums are debuting at number one as well? Why? Well, because it's easier. We have left the idea of you must sell an album in order to get to number one. It says here that according to Billboard, there is an album equivalent unit. One album sale must equal 10 song downloads or 1,500 song streams on one of the songs on the album. So I've got an album with 10 songs. Somebody either buys the album, which you can still do, or they go online and they download 10 of the songs, or a lot of people listen to my song 1,500 times over Spotify. That, That equals an album sale. And in this world of the number of streams being, and and goodness, it's because of TikTok, it's because of this idea of YouTube, something becoming viral. Once it becomes viral, you say to yourself, well, it can get to a million looks at almost immediately. 
So I looked at it. The very last song to debut at number one was a rap artist by the name of Travis Scott. He had a song called Franchise, to which you say, okay, how many did it take for this fella to get to number one? How about 19.4 million? My goodness. Now you say to yourself, you know, well, 19.4 million is pretty good. But in this entire world, it took 19.4 million. That that can happen overnight. Wow. He also sold 98,000 versions, 58,000 cassette, CD, 40,000 digital downloads. These Nobody has put anything into their hands. However, 19.4 million put him for at least one week at the top of the chart, which leads me to believe that something happened, that this became viral, and everybody texted and tweeted and whatever the heck else you do. Go, Travis. That this guy, Travis, is really good. And the whole world gave him a look, gave him a listen. And it only took 19.4 million, which means, let's say everybody gives them two or three looks. It doesn't take that many people, and we have a number one song. So as we go forward in this world of digital, it just doesn't take that much to get you to the number one spot. Yeah, but you Hmm? know what? At least they're counting. That's true. It's easy to count. It's all computerized. It all happens that way. Look, we can't talk a whole lot. We are literally out of time. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. Done. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to play Garth Brooks. I mentioned him 19 times here on Rock School. Class is dismissed. His eyes are cold and restless. His wounds have almost healed. And she'd give half a Texas just to change the way he she knows his love's in Tulsa And she knows he's gonna go Well, it ain't no woman flesh and blood It's that damn old road he go Oh, well, it's balls and blood It's a dust and mud It's the roar of a Sunday crowd It's the white in his knuckles The gold in the buckle He'll win the next go-round It's boots and shaps It's cowboy hats It's spurs and let it go it's the ropes and the reins and the joy and the pain And they call the thing a rodeo